Hello, and welcome to the World of Autism podcast, a podcast about all things autism. I am Dr. Jeff Knight, and I'm on a mission to create hope, peace of mind, freedom, and confidence for these children with autism, and in serving their families to help create the happiest, healthiest versions of themselves. In this podcast, we dive deep in creating many different solutions, talking about resources, and providing insight and stories of hope for families that suffer and have challenges with autism. Please join with me, and I look forward to connecting with you. Um, welcome back. Uh, this is Dr. Jeff Knight. I'm excited to be with you. Welcome to the World of Autism podcast. And for episode nine, uh, we've got a thriller for you. We're, we're excited to uh, introduce to you um, a dear friend of mine and someone that I absolutely love and admire. Um, his name is Gavin Poulton. Gavin, it's good to have you here on the show with us today. Absolutely appreciate it. Dr. Knight, always good to be with you, my friend. It's, I think we're, what, 20 years now that we've known each other. This is fantastic. It has been 20 years. Um, I think it's been the, maybe even longer. So, um, <laughs> truth. But truth. Uh, it's, a, it's a true joy and a pr- privilege to be with you. Thank you for being willing to share your um, wealth of information um, and just, just being the person that you are. You bet. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So today we're going to dive into um, focusing on essential oils. Gavin is uh, what I consider an expert, um, and I know many, many, many people would also um, give him that same title. Um, When it comes to essential oils, Gavin has a rich background. He's been in the essential oil world for over 10 plus years. Am I right, Gavin? Yeah, over a decade, you bet. Yeah. And um, I mean, anytime I have a question about oils, um, he's the man I go to and I can trust um, everything he says is um, as good as gold. So he, you know, we're going to jump in, but before we jump into a lot of details, Gavin, just tell us a little bit about yourself. um, Give us a little bit about your background and um, share with us a little bit about how you got to where you're at today in the terms of the essential oil world. Uh, but we, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to learn from you today. So please take a minute to share. You bet. So again, great to be here. It's been about 11 years. It's been 11 years since I've been in the essential oil world. What's interesting is I didn't get into the essential oil world just because I happened upon essential oils and the fact I like the smell of them, right? I had, was diagnosed with a life-threatening liver disease, autoimmune disease back in 2009, towards the end of 2009. And then a few months later, I would, they, they told me you had one to 10 years to live. You have one to 10 years to live, Gavin, without a transplant. Wow. I asked, what do we do, right? And they said, there's nothing we can do to, to help you. We just treat symptoms, right? And you've never heard that before, right, Dr. Knight? Never. <laughs> so um, that put us in a situation that was uh, emotionally stressful. Obviously, we had two little ones at that time. And then... Just a few months later, I found myself, uh, I was at a Christmas concert with my family and I was able to enjoy the concert for about 20 minutes. And then the next hour and a half, I was in a bathroom thrown up just on my knees over just in a massive amount of pain. Wow. And this 
you know, took a path to going to a doctor and saying, hey, your common bile duct is completely starting to close off. We're going to try and put some stents in to help you, right? So I'm giving you obviously the summary for this today. But it was that time a great friend of mine introduced geranium to me, right? Geranium and frankincense. Now they have different capacity, right? Those two oils. But I started to use just a drop of geranium topically over my liver and uh, two drops of frankincense. And I started to feel better because at this time, Dr. Knight, I had lost 25 pounds. I was jaundice. There were multiple challenges we were dealing with there. Yeah. But the beautiful thing was that I started to feel an improvement, right? And uh, what then happened was I continued to use those oils for the next month and a half and found that after that month and a half, I went back into the doctor and he said, Gab, the stent is no longer in your body. All your levels are normal. And I was like, well, really the question that came to my mind was what the what? Yeah. Like, what just happened? <laughs> right? And uh, the doctor's like, hey, I don't want to see you for six months. I'm like, uh, that's all the explanation I get today? Like, what the heck? So I went home and I just started to research as much as I could. And that was the, really the beginning of, hey, there is something to plant-based health, right? You bet. Whether that's essential oils or specific herbs, whatever it may be. So that was where the path started. And since that time, I've continued to use essential oils and seen magnificent effect in my life and continue to have great health in reference to that. And it's been more than 10 years since that diagnosis. And here we are, you and I on a podcast, right? So it's amazing. Uh, I remember I was, when I first learned about that, I was super concerned as I know a lot of people were. And I mean, she, she <clears throat> was barely not even 30 years old, right? Yeah, I was 29. And, yep. and I remember I just barely started chiropractic school at the time. And when I heard about that, I was just devastated. I, I was really worried. I really was. And I was like, man, praying for a miracle for sure. So when I heard and learned of the positive change, I was also shocked. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I was like, what did you do? And so that was so amazing and so incredible. And, um, you know, talk about, I've heard people say the, the saying, and, I, and maybe it's cliche, but I, I, I believe it, the, the pain to purpose, right? Sure. You, know, you bet. The purpose. And now you've uh, come into being this expert and have helped thousands of other people, um, you know, with, with essential oil needs as well. You know, it's interesting you say pain to purpose is great. I, I think even it gives just clarity, right? If we allow pain, if we work with the pain that we're experiencing, we, we take a step back and see it for what it is, which is a message, it can give us greater clarity. Now, I'm not gonna lie. In the moment, I didn't feel like it was a message, right? I had a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And, uh, but it can be a message as we, as we've continued in our journey, as I know in yours as well, is we start to, when we start to see it as a message and we just pivot based on the feedback that we're getting. And that has been, I guess, key to us creating Restore Hope Oils, uh, the, our, our company, but it also had to do with one of our children, our oldest child has special needs, right? Right. And just working with her and striving to give her the greatest quality of life, oils have played a massive part in that, but there's also more that we can always continue to research. And so based on me, yeah, we have four kids and a dog 
okay. that the children continue to remind me is a part of the family and she's yes. wonderful. I have an all girl family, including the dogs. So I'm completely outnumbered, which is okay. <laughs> it wouldn't matter anyway. Mom trumps everybody. So there you go. <laughs> it's just, it's just great. It's wonderful to be in this industry that I love so much and great to work with people like you and, and parents and providing this concept of hope because that's why we created what we wanted to create our company is because when we felt there was no hope, we were told there were no options. I'm telling you right now, brothers and sisters, there are options and there's always options. It's just, have you found them yet? And are you looking in the right places or being guided in that? Ooh, so that's our real it. feeling. You know, that's a beautiful, well said. I think there are too, too often people just settle. Too often people think that just because of maybe this expert over here tells them, hey, this is all, all we can do. Um, unfortunately, people will believe it and accept it. But I'm so glad you said that because there are always options and, and it, it's a journey. Um, sometimes it can take forever to really find those key, key things. But um, along the way, um, you know, good things will happen for sure. You bet. You no, bet. I appreciate your example in that, Gavin. Sure. Um, you know, let's, let's jump forward a little bit. So you tell, tell me a little bit about your essential oil kind of um, career. Um, give us a little background there. Um, how you came from, of course, you did your research to learn more about geranium, frankincense, etc. But I mean, you didn't just like say, hey, this is a great, you know, tool that's helped me. But it obviously was a catalyst and a catapult to um, driving you to wanting to be like, okay, I, I got to learn more and not just learn, but I want to learn to be able to provide value for others. So share with us a little bit about your background there real quick. Yeah, you know what, as, as the years continue to progress, I wanted to learn more and more about the specific body systems, right, and the organs that oils could benefit and be helpful for. And sometimes it's a little hard to find research. Again, it goes back to that concept of just knowing where to look. There's plenty of research out there as long as you know where to look. And so uh, the first little while that was what I was focused on is we began to use essential oils as in, you know, in your state, they're very prevalent, right? Uh, there's the two largest essential oil companies in, in Utah and I uh, was able to utilize some of their oils and had great benefit, right? But what I found over time was I didn't want to be stuck to what someone else told me worked because what I found being the parent of a special needs child is I wanted the capacity to make whatever I needed to because every special needs child is different and there's not one company that's going to make what's specific and perfect for your child. It just doesn't right. work that way. And so that's when Carrie and I really took uh, charge of, started to take charge of our own health. Now, I've had some fantastic mentors in the world of essential oils. Currently, just two great ones would be uh, Shanti Deccan is a fantastic teacher and great. Boy Trim was great, a uh, mentor of mine, and, and we'll always be grateful to him and what learned from him and those, those two teachers in particular. And I continue in the aromatherapy world to find individuals who are passionate and and love, but the concept of how restorable boils came about was when I was very sick, right? We were broke and it just was difficult to get what we needed at the time. And so when we created restorable boils, I wanted to do something that didn't demand some type of a 
auto ship, right? You had to purchase a certain amount to get right. certain discounts or, and I don't necessarily need to get into that, but what we wanted to do is just to be able to have it. If someone wanted oil, they could easily get oil, yeah. but we wanted to do it in a way that was basically a practitioner grade model. And so we actually mostly work with practitioners. We have a lot of retail customers, but mostly practitioners seek us out as the practitioner's choice as we continue to grow. So that how that happened was is I worked in the industry of essential oils, but then I also got into the manufacturing and sourcing of oils. So this path, because sourcing is everything, right? And that's not just the marketing term, it's actually very true. Yeah. Because if you don't source it right, you're not going to have what you need. The testing is important, but the sourcing is actually more important than even the testing because the testing only verifies what you've sourced. Yep. Like I was sitting here uh, just the other day with uh, a scientist up here, fantastic gentleman by the name of Derek, Dr. Clapp. And I said, hey, I would like you to take a look at some of our oils. And he said, great, let's take a look at them. And, and I knew what the percentages should be. And he called me yesterday and he goes, Gab, this oil that we were testing was right on. And it's so cool to hear that the testing supports what you've been working on so long. And now, so going back to this concept of sourcing, it's so specific to parents. And the pathway was, I, I wanted to learn about essential oils, but I wanted to also understand sourcing and manufacturing that would allow us to be able to provide top tier oils in the, the method that we do. That's great. Does that help? That's very helpful. No, and, and I appreciate you talking about the importance of sourcing. I mean, the world is so much smaller now compared to when you and I were kids that truly, um, you know, we, we just trusted uh, 100% in any kind of authority that was in a medical or healthcare profession, professional role. Nowadays, with the information at our fingertips, um, but also that also creates a ton of influence in terms of marketing because every time you look at a phone, there's a potential ad going on anytime you get onto a website. So it can be really difficult sometimes to navigate the best products out there and, and a good sourced product and especially with the essential oil um, is, is just huge because um, there's great marketing out there and they, there's companies that sell great a lot of products, but that doesn't always mean that the, the product's going to be the best thing for you. Sure. Um, so, I mean, that's something that I'm grateful that you find that as a big value of yours. Um, it gives me as a practitioner a peace of mind to where I really don't worry or I'm not concerned about the quality of what you're going to recommend. Cause I know Number one, your integrity. I know who you are as a person and I know your intent, which is completely always for the best of the individual. And, and that's like your number one. So, so thank you for doing that, Gavin. I appreciate it. And, and um, I, there's tons of physicians like myself and, and families out there that appreciate that too. So thank you. You bet. Yeah. Um, let's jump in and let's talk a little bit about autism and specifically some of the the most common symptoms and things that families are concerned about in the world of autism that I feel like where there could be an, an answer using essential oils. Um, let's, let's break it down uh, into some of the most common symptoms that 
the individual's experience, let's, let's just throw some out there and then you can, I'll allow you to choose where you want to go with this. Sure. But, um, individuals with autism, I have found, um, have a lot of challenges with sleep, um, definitely mood and behavior, um, you know, learning to calm down, self-regulate their, their behavior is, is huge. Uh, oftentimes there can be challenges with digestion, both actually choosing to eat good foods, but then also being able to digest and have a normal digestive process with elimination, um, you know, maybe constipation or diarrhea or a variation of both. Um, you know, those are, are some really big things, uh, you know, and then um, just neurologically, you know, um, you know, inflammation on the brain, inflammation associated with the immune system. And I mean, there's, Every, again, like you said, every child is so different. There's a lot of different things out there. Um, sensory integration type stuff, you know, sensory processing things. You know, share with us, you know, how we can utilize essential oils to potentially serve and support in some of those, those common ailments that we see with kids with autism. Let me make a comment real quick and I'll answer that question more directly. Sometimes we hear the phrase, Dr. Knight, uh, I've got an oil for that, or there's an oil for that, right? That's a fantastic marketing term. The truth is, is there's not one oil that will solve your problems. So I think for your listeners that are listening to this, they need to understand that essential oils have just amazing capacity and the chemical constituents that make them up are absolutely phenomenal that God has given us this gift in essential oils. And they've been used for thousands of years. They haven't stopped working. The, the challenge is, is when you listen to this podcast today, listen to it as this is another tool in your toolkit. Yeah. For some of you, these essential oils will absolutely change your world as they did mine. And others, you realize, hey, this is helpful for this specific situation. Right. And as they work with you and they work with other practitioners, they may find something for another situation. But yes, let's provide them with some information today that they can add to that toolkit. So let's talk about sleep. The real question is so difficult as a parent of a special needs child. It is so hard when you watch and you're trying to understand their cues and you're having a bad day and it, you're just not dialed in to what their cues are that day because they do give cues. Right. And so I think you individuals that, whether you're a practitioner or a parent, just give yourself a pat on the back. If this is a daily experience for you, just you're okay. Just know you're okay. We're going to get through this. And each day is completely different. Yep. When, a, when a child with special needs doesn't get sleep, I mean, the whole world can change, right? There's a reason why I went through three flat screens in three months, right? <laughs> we needed to help this child get their sleep, which helps with mood regulation, right? And oh, yeah. so when we talk about sleep, the first question you need to be asking is, and I know it sounds so elementary, but I need you to ask it anyway, or people need to ask, Dr. Knight, is why aren't they sleeping? The question being, are they physically tired? Are they emotionally tired or both? Because Dr. Knight, as we get into this today, I want you to clarify, maybe a lot of your, your listeners get this, but some may not. When we talk about the autonomic nervous system, right? When we think physical stressors and emotional stressors are different and affect that system and the parasympathetic and the sympathetic differently. I don't need to get into tons of science right now, mm -hmm. but 
when we talk about emotional stressors for sleep, we may use something different than we would if it was they're just physically exhausted for the day. So to give you an example, a great oil that covers both parasympathetic and sympathetic would be something like lavender. One of some of you, right? I mean, there's a reason it's the best-selling oil in the world. It's we don't ever talk about it like this, but that is exactly what it does. So it's capacity to help with the response to a hyperactive sympathetic or parasympathetic could be, right? It could be mood issues. It could be cramps. It could be constipation. It could be any of these things. The beautiful thing about lavender is it has the capacity to help with both, nice. right? And so that's one thing I love about lavender. So when we talk about sleep, this could be easily one we apply to the bottom of the feet or it could be diffused in the room. If you're going to diffuse something for sleep, start at 30 minutes before the child goes into the room. So the scent is already moving. So when they walk in, it hits their system and their olfactory system immediately because <clears throat> Dr. Knight, when we use an oil, it goes right through the olfactory system and it gains access to the limbic system. Limbic system, as you I'm sure can, can teach, has to do with memory, trauma, Oh, yeah. right? Multiple other aspects. And so lavender is only one. Let's say lavender isn't, isn't the one for you and your child. Another one could be Roman chamomile. Now I'm speaking today specific to oils that can be helpful for a child. These yep. all could be applied to an adult, right? They yep. all could be applied to someone, a child without special needs and still yeah. have a wonderful effect. So what I love about Roman chamomile is it has this capacity. It's a little heavier than a lavender, but I have seen in my experience, it helps that child if they're dealing with emotional trauma, get a little deeper and help them to work through that. My youngest does extremely well on Roman chamomile. My third child does well on Roman chamomile and lavender. Nice. Right. But for someone who's a little, someone who's very sensitive, either of those oils can be great from a sleep standpoint. And would, would you do um, with Roman chamomile also do aromatic um, and on the bottom of the feet, or is there any other part of the body that you would consider applying it? You bet. You could easily put it on Roman chamomile or lavender. You could put it on the abdomen right around the navel as you have many nerve endings there. You could also do it on the spine. Okay. So it's a great question, Dr. Knight, because the reason I see that's a great question is some special needs children don't want you to touch them at all. Right. There was a time when my oldest, she was just like, she couldn't get far enough away from me. Mm -hmm. And especially in there's moment, those moments of rage or frustration. And so diffusing becomes super fantastic when, when those times can come. But I love the spine. I love the feet. I love the abdomen. And if it's something, you know, maybe they're needing an oil in the day, you can even use the shoulders. Okay. So those are some options. That's great. I, I love the advice of diffusing 30 minutes before bed. Um, I don't think a lot of people, at least, I guess I'm, I'm speaking for myself here. You're good. You're good. Because <laughs> um, I've diffused oils for my children before, and it's never been 30 minutes before, which it's like, oh, this... That makes sense, you know, do it a little beforehand and it'll help a lot, a lot more. So sure, sure. 
That's good. Yeah, enough. you're wanting just to fill the room with the molecule, right? Yep. That's exactly what you're doing. You bet. Excellent. Any other any other pieces that you think for, and again, I love that you also mentioned this can be for anyone. It doesn't just have to be for a child with autism on the spectrum, whether it, it can be for adults. Any other um, pieces that you would throw into your tool belt for insomnia or sleep issues? Because there is there is the challenge of having a hard time falling asleep. And then there's the challenges of staying asleep. And um, I don't know if you find that there's maybe for that type of a person, um, you, you touch nicely on the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic with the with that. But is there any other um, components? Because I know adrenal glands can also sometimes contribute to um, that early waking up where it's difficult to stay asleep where cortisol hormones jumping up and it's almost already the body's already saying hey i need to get up early and get going where it you know that can be a challenge um any other pieces that you would throw in regarding that yeah a couple couple thoughts there it's a fantastic question differentiating between falling asleep and getting a deeper sleep or staying asleep yep my experience in reference to staying asleep, a fantastic oil would be something called lemon eucalyptus. That's not a blend. That is what it is called. So lemon eucalyptus is a type of eucalyptus tree. It has a funky, wonderful citrusy scent. It's very strong, mm -hmm. right? A, a interesting story. My mother-in-law came to our home a few years ago and I just knew she was tired, but I could tell she was just kind of running in her head, right? And I knew that she usually would wake up early, but I knew she was going to bed. Uh, over this period of time as she was visiting her home, she wasn't having a very good habit of getting to sleep when she needed and waking up. She was getting very little sleep. Yeah. So I just said, mom, uh, we're going to put some lemon eucalyptus in your room tonight. And we're going to diffuse that. She's like, oh, okay. I like the smell of that one. I said, well, good. Let's put that in your room. Nice. And she didn't wake up till 930 in the morning. She that's, came out that's sleeping in for her, right? <laughs> that's right. That's sleeping in for her. Whereas usually she'd be up at six thirty-seven. And so when she came out, she, <laughs> she opened the door. She goes, don't you dare ever diffuse that oil again in my room. I <laughs> wanted to get some things done. I said, Oh no, mom, your body needed to sleep. Right. And so awesome. I find this, I find the same thing with, uh, we can see the same thing with special needs children with special needs are just having trouble staying asleep. Another good one that I personally like to use is balsam fir, also sometimes known as Canadian fir. Okay. What I love about conifer trees is they're very grounding in general, right? Siberian fir, you may have heard that name before. That's another conifer. Black spruce is one we stay away from when it comes to sleep, but oh my goodness, it is so good for bones, but not for sleeping, right? So we stick with more of a a balsam fir, a Siberian fir, or just some trees in general, like even a cedar wood, which is not a conifer, obviously, but cedar wood can be great at helping you stay asleep. So those are some options in reference to that. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. You bet. Excellent. So um, we talked about sleep. Now, um, what would be the, the next best thing that we could talk about? I would say uh, mood and behavior. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about that ways to help our, our children be able to be more self-regulated, to not be so anxious. Um, 
to feel more confident in communication and interacting with others. Um, let's, let's touch on some, some oils that could be beneficial in that realm. You bet. So in reference to this, some of the oils we've already talked about can be helpful in that. But how do we, how do we make it happen as a parent? We can create, uh, we can get basically a 10 mil, I should have grabbed one next to me, but a 10 mil rollerball. You can find them, you can buy them on Amazon. Some companies have them. And then I recommend when we're talking about children, there's a dilution aspect. This whole concept of using an oil neat on a child does not jive with Gavin Poulton. We always want to dilute because we don't know how they're going to respond. The reason being my fourth child needs very, very little oil and high amounts of dilution. My third child, not so much. Mm-hmm. When uh, years ago, when my fourth was born, I took this concept of let's use the same amount of dilution with my third child and it did not go well, right? I could see it was irritating to her. So I'm going to review something real quick, Dr. Knight. I hope this is okay. Please do. No, because this is bringing up some questions I have. So thank you. You bet. Let's talk about what dilution is, right? So common amounts of dilution, sometimes you'll hear, hey, this is a 2% dilution or this is a 1% dilution. It's the, the percentage is based on the amount of drops that are held in a bottle. So a 10 mil bottle is what we at Restore Hope Oils use most of the time. So a 10 mil holds approximately, depending on the oil, 200 drops. So when we're talking about a 1% dilution, that would mean two drops per 10 milliliters of carrier oil. A 2% dilution would be four drops of essential oil the rest of bottled carrier oil of the 10 mil, right? And you can move up that line. 3% would be six, 5% would be 10 drops. And so you need to understand with children that are under two, you're really, you're really gonna do a 2% dilution. Now we're talking about infants. That's like 1% is where you start. Some of you on this may say, wait, I've used oils before. My kid had no problem with a higher dilution. This is where we start or a, a you know, greater amount of oil. This is where we start. Then if we feel we need to move up, we can move up, but make sure you're working with someone like Dr. Nider, uh, someone that's really familiar with the chemistry of oils, like a true aromatherapist, right? So yeah, these are some things that you want to be aware of. And so I learned that because don't take this concept like I did in my journey of, Hey, my three daughters did well with the same dilution my other children will too. Now start small. Remember the concept less is more. So yep. you start with less and do it more often. And then we move up from there. So it does take a level of patience in this. What nice. questions did you have? What did this bring up? Yeah. So uh, I love it. Yeah. Start, start small, lowest, low and slow is always going to be the best thing. Yep. Um, how, how did you come to know that your third child and your fourth child really to actually understand and realize that she was going to do better with this dilution versus this dilution. Uh, it was actually like, terrible. What's that? And, and, and how could someone like myself or even other parents know where to go with that? I mean, of course, starting low and slow and, and smaller, but um, I'm just curious how, how you came to realize that for yourself. You will see the irritation in their skin, right? Their skin will go red. Okay. Uh, they may start to cry if it's, if it's painful. Okay. Um, another one, one of the, the key 
this happened really quick is my four child threw up. Mm. Like I put on the oils, the same dilution I did on my, my other children at that age and boom, out they came. I went, I just raised my eyebrows and went, huh, that was a quick elimination. That wasn't exactly how that was supposed to work. So then I just took it back from there, dramatically reduced it. Yeah. She did fine. Slowly brought it back up. We got to a point this, this sounds like an abusive parent. It's not, this is over a time, right? Over a period of time. And I realized, you know, over six months, there was another time she was sick and I went, okay, let's, she's been handling this dilution before. Let's move to this other one of my third child again. Boom. She threw up. Hmm. So what that's saying is you have to remember an essential oil is so concentrated and that's why I'm not okay with this concept of, oh, it's neat, just begin without a carrier. Even as an adult, you can become sensitized to the oil. Now, sometimes it's, it's out there that, well, it's an impure oil if you have that kind of response. Not necessarily. What, when we're t- what, an, what a carrier oil actually does, if I can put it into an analogy, is it's, if you've ever heard the concept, Jeff, you ever heard a concept of a time-release capsule? Yeah, for sure. Right, so a time-release capsule takes more time for the body to absorb it or it comes out at a slower pace. Mm -hmm. What carrier does is it doesn't lessen the strength of the oil. It slows the absorption through the skin, therefore causing less irritation. And the goal here is to do no harm, right? So that's why we go low and slow. So that's how we found out is I saw the red, we saw red skin, but the initial piece was for her, it was, she threw up real fast. And I went, oh, that's clear to me. Let's pull that back, right? And so these standards of dilution are not, they're there for a reason, right? And yeah. that's where you begin. So does that yeah. help? Yes, thank you for touching on that. Perfect, that perfect segue for jumping into, um, you know, allowing us to understand how to do it safely. Because, I mean, we all want to make sure our, our children are being supported, but we don't want it to become uh, an awful experience for, for them either or for us. Right. Well, I think the challenge too, when we, if we speak to the concept of special needs, some of them are since we are talking about, some are so sensory sensitive. That's what happens is you put that oil on and it puts, if you put it at too high of a concentration, it sends their system into a frenzy. And so that's why you have to look and really understand your child. That's why I asked the question is, why are they not sleeping? Is it overstimulation or it, what is the reason? Or is, what, is there some other piece? Like our child, we turn off Wi-Fi every night and, and she sleeps way better. We like to lick it off. And that's not new to some parents out there. But what I'm saying is the same concept applies to an essential oil. So let's talk about elimination or mood behavior as we were going to talk about. Yes. Most of these children, most of us that have special needs in some way or another, right? We are overstimulated. And sometimes we get this concept or this idea, say the adrenals are out of whack, but they're just overworked. So if we put an oil on them, that's going to overwork them more, it doesn't make sense. So I think that's one of the mistakes that people make in essential oils, Dr. Knight, is they think, oh, this oil is going to stimulate activity where what their body really needs is a break. And right. so let's talk about some of those oils that children that can give that child a break. One of those could be lavender. One could be Roman chamomile. 
Another could be something like a patchouli. It could be something like a cedarwood, like we've talked about before. Another one I really like when a child struggles, when the anxiousness, feelings of anxiousness are high is pettit grain or neroli. Pettit grain comes from the bitter orange tree. It's fantastic, right? Neroli is the flower from the bitter orange tree. They come from the same plant. Two of my favorites when we just get emotionally sideswiped and it brings us right back. Uh, patchouli in particular, that's when I started to really get into mood and behavior is my child years ago went into a frenzy, just a rage. And if I got close, she'd get angry. And I just had this feeling. It was like, I've studied patchouli. I want to see what it'll do. I put a drop on my finger. I walked by like a ninja and swiped the back of her neck. And she just went even more into a frenzy and and I looked at my clock when I put that oil on. In two minutes, it was calm. Wow. Not a sound. And I went, huh, there's something to this. And so that's when I started to go down this path of let's look more and more and more at mood. So there's a lot of essential oils, mood. But again, the fastest way to affect mood is not topically as much as it is aromatically. Right. Because it gets right to the system that manages those emotions, right? We can take and bring down, let's talk about the amygdala, right? They're in this fight or flight state so much. For a child that struggles with self-esteem, bergamot is my favorite hmm. of a single oil, right? When we're talking singles that anyone can get their hands on. I like its capacity to bring, bring the calm, but uplift at the same time. So it's this concept of helping them feel better in their mind, but bringing the anxiousness down. Nice. So kind of a self-esteem. Does that make sense, Dr. Knight? It does, yep. So that is one of my favorites in that. A lot of the heavier oils are used to be calming. One would be vetiver. Vetiver has had so much actual research done in reference to attention deficit, those types of things, but it's a very heavy oil and a lot of kids don't enjoy the smell of that. What we did with that is we took vetiver as a base and we created a, a blend called pure focus. And the concept was to help the brain fire, but to help the body calm, right? And so because I knew my child didn't really like the smell of vetiver, if I could create a roll on, with the dilution of an oil, a blend that was in there that could be helpful for them that way than it would be. And those are, again, are things like lemon eucalyptus. It could be a mandarin. Mandarin's my favorite citrus that's calming for children. It's my favorite children's citrus. When we look at an oil, we're, are we looking to stimulate? Or are we looking to pull back? Mm -hmm. That's the mechanism that they have. Now, again, bergamot can do both of those. And then some oils like a lavender would be considered like an adaptogen where what the body needs, it will give. Black pepper can be an adaptogen. Um, but again, that would be something more for mood or digestion. But let's stick with mood and behavior. Again, some that I love for that. There's so many that can be really, really helpful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, personally, I've uh, experienced um, several of those oils you've mentioned and seeing the benefits for um, people in my family, as well as some of our patients. So 
definitely agree um, wholeheartedly there. So um, with the, with those, again, how would they administer those more for mood and behavior? You said um, aromatically is going to be the best because it is going to hit that um, olfactory nerve right away and get right into the to the brain and to the limbic system. Um, is it make sense to sometimes do uh, topically with some of those too? Yeah. So if we were to use it topically, this doctor night is where we would put it around. We could put it around the shoulders so they smell. Like if they're going to school, they can take a rollerball and just put it right on their wrists. And they can have that like I have an individual that came in the other week. They said, hey, I take your pure stability and I just rub it. When I start to struggle, I just breathe in my wrist. And there's a, a wonderful, wonderful child that is a great friend of our family since we moved out here in Missouri. And exactly what he did was he just dilute, puts pure focus in a roll on, diluted it. And then he just used it on his wrist during school and it helps him stay on target. So to answer your question, it is, yes, it can be, if I'm going to use it topically, I want it to be where I can get the smell. Now, there's some reflexologists out there that are saying, well, what about the points on the feet? What about these points? And these that just stick with me here. And I just put it where we're going to, they're going to get the smell. And if we want to go into something at a later date, we can get into that. But as of now, for a parent that may be new to essential oils, think about where would they smell it? They would smell it as their hands are going. They would smell it as it comes up from their shoulders. And yes, on the bottom of the feet, you can do that. They may not smell it, but it will provide benefit. But from a smell standpoint, I like the hands and shoulders. Cool. Love it. Yep. yep. Good stuff. Thank you. This is great. Well, yeah. Wealth of information. Um, sure. Any any last pieces you'd add to that mood behavior um, group? Or do you want to move on to digestion? Well, I think digestion and mood are completely and totally connected, right? Yeah. We know that the, the gut's the second brain. Right. And that's, you know, you hear people say, I had a gut feeling, right? Um, there's so, <laughs> right? Many, so many emotions connected to the gut. So many. Oh, I mean, it's it's insane. So, so yeah, let's, let's dive in and see how these, uh, you know, um, overlap. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess, let me ask this question to you, Dr. Knight. Do you find... And this is something I thought of today as I was just prepping for this podcast is, do you find a good percentage of your clients struggle with something like candida when you're seeing mood behavior? Just a simple question. It may be yes and maybe no, but just a question I had today. No, I, I would definitely say that candida is, is a piece um, that a lot of people are dealing with that um, other things that I know that have caused some irritation or maybe a little bit more sometimes even aggression could be even parasites okay um, but yeah candida and parasites though they a lot of times they're going to go in hand in hand too um but yes so to short answer yes <laughs> okay perfect so in saying that then let's talk a little bit about when we're talking about digestion and elimination peristaltic movement but again the question goes are we needing to stimulate or calm it <clears throat> for example Lemon is a citrus oil. It's a great oil for digestion. It would be something to help stimulate and it would do more. It would help stimulate the liver. It would be helpful for the kidneys. It will be helpful for uh, the pancreas. It's helpful for that, the gut as a whole. Now, too, right? yes, excellent point. Fantastic for lymphatic. Citrus in general are really good for lymphatic, 
But then we look at orange or blood orange. Those are more calming. It's not that they don't initiate or help support proper peristaltic movement, but they're more calming as a whole on the mind. And so again, it goes back to what are they needing? Are they needing more calm? Like Jeff, we've talked about Mandarin before. I usually begin with Mandarin because I think we're all sensory overlord. Our, our, our bodies were built for the stress that we have today, right? It's flipping yeah. crazy. <laughs> and so that's why I usually start with something like a Mandarin or an orange because yes, it will help stimulate that, but it's very gentle on the system. Uh, whereas a lemon, a grapefruit, a lime, those are going to be fantastic for digestion, but again, are more stimulants. So peppermint, we hear about peppermint all the time. What is it? It's a stimulant. Yeah. It's a full on, uh, it just gets things movement. It's, it's, if you think of peppermint, just think of a person with a whistle in their mouth and they're just telling people where to go. Just get it done, guys. Let's make this happen. Right. That's what peppermint really does. It just <laughs> instigates or stimulates everybody else to move. Ginger is great for digestion. It provides heat. Heat, in my experience, provides repair, right? Cooling helps this situation to, to help with possibly lower levels of inflammation. And it's the heat that comes in and begins to really help that be able yeah, to that repair. That makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. So ginger is one that um, I like. I use it. I would use it sparingly. Uh, peppermint. If we're talking kids, let's go back to kids. Yep. Spearmint. Okay. Spearmint is awesome. Spearmint with orange. Spearmint with mandarin. How would you do that? You could layer that. You would use, uh, apply some carrier oil first to the abdomen, and then you would apply some orange, a drop or two of orange topically then a drop or two of spearmint. A lot of times people will say, hey, spearmint, peppermint, they're really the same or they're very similar. They're actually chemically not even close. <laughs> it's interesting in, in the world uh, that peppermint's mostly menthol and spearmint's mostly something called carbon. It has a very, very low amount of menthol, very low. And so why? that's why spearmint is, is preferred by aromatherapists and true people that are using essentials with children for that digestive piece. And so they're not, they both have mint, but they're not the same. Right. Yes. And so that is, uh, how, much, go ahead. What, how much carrier oil would you recommend um, for a child that's maybe ages two to five, two to five. I'm going to use a tablespoon of carrier. Okay. Would that be the same if they're five to 10 or five? To no, 12? no, it'd be a teaspoon. Okay, so a tablespoon with the younger and a teaspoon with older. And again, we can go though with this concept of try, if you need, if you think your child's really sensitive at 10, then go with a tablespoon, right? Yeah. You're not, you can always add another drop of oil. It's a little harder to add more carrier after, right? Because the mechanism is you put the oil on and then you put a carrier on top of that. It actually locks it in and increases the concentration. Because right. it doesn't evaporate as quick. Sure. Does that make sense? Yep. So yeah, that's a just a classic across the board, about a tablespoon uh, for littles. Under two, that's a whole different ball game, right? Um, you're going to do even more, but we'd so just go from two up. That's going to be a tablespoon and above that. You could start to decrease that carrier. So copaiba could also be one that's really good. Copaiba can be good for mood. It can be good. What I like about copaiba 
is it also can be helpful for discomfort. So spearmint helps with discomfort, orange has that capacity. But again, when we utilize copaiba, we're initiating or helping what's called the ECS or the endocannabinoid system that helps mood regulation. So that's when I say these two digestion and mood are so combined is a lot of kids with special needs it is my belief they can't break down fats very well, even if you give them lots of fats. So that's something we're continuing to improve on and work on, and, and we'll have more on that restorable oils in the next few months. But you've seen this in your practice, right? They oh, need yeah. fats. Oh, they need it. Yeah, fats are huge um, for the brain health, uh, for just cellular health, um, for hormones, etc. I mean, you got to have the fats. Right. So with that fat, when you're giving fats to your client and then they start to use copaiba, bam, you've got like this dynamic duo because you now have the capacity to engage the endocannabinoid system. Just because we have a system doesn't mean it's working the way we want it to. Just because we produce hormones doesn't necessarily mean we're able to use them effectively or at the right time. And so fats, you're, that's, I'm glad we touched upon this today. It's nice. good. You bet. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So then, I mean, to just clarify a couple things with digestion. So which ones would be more calming and which ones would be more stimulating in terms of, uh, I'm thinking of more like constipation, diarrhea type stuff. Sure. So if we layer them, we can use them together and they're not necessarily going to be contra okay. contrary to one another. So if I wanted to start with a layer, I would do Mandarin and start calm and so it puts what it does is it puts the body into a state of i'm okay <clears throat> so when we layer with something like that even when we blend it's a little more as there's a little more to it than that but when we layer we can easily go yes andrin we calm that body <clears throat> excuse me and then next we could do something like a spearmint it will it has a calming effect but a stimulating effect in reference to that movement and that can be helpful and then what copaiba can do is copaiba can drive it a little deeper, right? And so that is a possible trio that you could use. Frankincense is actually also really good on the digestive system. Now, why and when would I use frankincense? I love frankincense and I wanted to touch on this in reference to mood and behavior and digestion is people that have had a lot of emotional trauma is when I'll use frankincense. I'll use copaiba a lot if, uh, if the trauma is not quite to the level that just it's, it's causing this disruption, because some of that disruption in the digestive system is trauma. Yeah. It's just emotional trauma. It's emotions not being let go or it's trauma. And so frankincense can be really good that way, smelling frankincense on a consistent basis to help that person begin to process some of the trauma and allow it to release. So if you had someone that just continued to have a lot of trauma, I like Roman chamomile as that digestive with possible possibly a frankincense. Okay. A Does that make sense? So we kind of have maybe not just a ton of trauma, but just general digestive challenges. And then someone with a lot of trauma, it could be a Roman chamomile, a frankincense. And, and, but brings to the point of my fourth child has had digestive challenges and she has fear around digestion. Right. That's where Roman chamomile and Mandarin can do wonders with something like a frankincense. You would use less frankincense than the other two oils. 
So, okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I know of kids where um, on the spectrum where poop is a very anxious and um, experience where they don't like it. Um, especially if they're used to um, maybe a more runny stool and yeah. then all of a sudden, if you improve the digestion and it now becomes a more firm stool, they hate it. Um, right. It's, it's tapping into that sensory th- piece. So with the scenario and the oils you're suggesting or recommending with that, is that something that could be helpful with, with that? It can support that process. So remember that an essential oil in its most basic form is a messenger. So that oil, when we apply it to the skin, is what it's going to start to do is help that digestive system communicate better. Because there's obviously a holdup as to why, no pun intended, in reference to the constipation, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's obviously a reason someone's like, hey, we're just not letting this through or how we're working specifically with those um, sensory aspects. And so what an oil does, any one of those oils can be helpful. Dr. Knight, any one of them can be helpful. But if we look at oils as messengers to improve communication, to allow the body to reach greater balance, that's what they really do. Does that help? Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. This has been great, Gavin. Um, Are we missing anything? Let's talk about the parents for a minute. Let's do it. Okay with that? Of course. Well, then we're going to, I mean, that's honestly, when you're helping a child with special needs, if you serve them, you're serving the parents. And so, um, and as you know, and, and as I have seen, and as I know too, um, having children of my own, there's times where mom and dad, they could really receive some support. So let's, let's jump into that. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's do it. You bet. You bet. Part of the reason Restore Hope Oils came about was I wanted to possibly look at creating something that could be helpful as I saw my wife under the amount of stress, like we don't call it PTSD, but there's a level of true trauma that comes to a parent who's in this fight day after day after day. And I guess I'll just call it what it is. It's a level of that. And so they need a way to be able to bring their own amygdala down. They need a way to calm. Now we've talked about some of those oils specific to moms. Uh, we, and, and this isn't, it's not, I want you just to think about oils that can be helpful for moms. Yeah. A lavender can be very helpful, but it's the way you use it. So as a parent, I want you to do this, or I would invite them to do this is too often. We smell an oil instead of allow or feel an oil. And let me share an experience. Okay. So I had a, had a woman come in the other day. And she had a lot of trauma. She just started to unload, you know, some of the trauma. And I, and I just listened for a minute. Right. And what a wonderful and beautiful person. So great. And I just ached for her. Some of the challenges that she had experienced. I grabbed one of our blends and I said, here, put this in your hand and smell it. And she smelled it and she looked at me and I'm like, what do you feel? She goes, I don't feel anything. That's your first understanding that this person is now shutting off 
the world to them, and they're just running on complete adrenaline. Mm. I allowed her to continue to talk. And I could tell that that blend was too many chemical constituents for her body at the time. And so I listened and listened and saw even more come out. And again, I just hurt for this individual. And that's when I just felt initially it was like, she needs bergamot. So I grabbed bergamot and she started, I said, just put it in your hand and smell this one again. It had been enough time, the other had flashed off, right? And I said, smell it, but then I want you to feel as you're smelling. And it's so interesting, we're programmed to do this, Dr. Knight. So this is what happened. I gave her the oil and she goes, what am I supposed to feel? <laughs> yes. And I said, I said, I'm not giving you anything. I want you to know what you feel. I want you just to just allow your brain to feel I'm not give this isn't this isn't a test. You're not this isn't a pass or fail moment like life gives us so often, right? Because <laughs> that's what we're used to. We're sure. so used to pass or fail every day. And so she just stopped and said, Well, I really feel lighter. I said, Okay, help me understand lighter. And she said, I just don't. And she was like, do I say it like this? I don't feel heavier. I said, we're not talking about weight, are we? She's like, no, no, we're not talking about weight. <laughs> she said, emotionally, I just feel greater. And then she used the word a few minutes later, hope. And I said, exactly. That is what an oil can do. Because the world we live in now as we go to more synthetics, as we pull away from natural, it pulls us away from the capacity to feel. So the mistake that people make with oils is they smell them and go, oh, that's nice, I like that. I appreciate that you like that. Now let the oil work in you. And the way that is done, Dr. Knight, is you put a drop in your hands, you gently rub it, and you close your eyes, and you smell for about 30 seconds. Some oils will be stronger, so if you need to pull back, do that. But I was looking at some different studies in reference to this, and they used bergamot, orange, and a couple other citrus. And it was a study in reference to people with medications specific to mood challenges. And they found that those that were utilizing medication, but then were utilizing the oils, over time were able to lower their medications, because what we're doing here, I'm not suggesting anyone get off medications. I'm not suggesting that this will happen for any of you. But what I'm suggesting is, is if you do this two to three times a day where you actually strive to feel instead of just smell for half a second, you will experience something wonderful and you will experience just possibly a much lighter and hopeful outlook. That's so cool. the idea is that, so don't just smell it put it in your hand, find a place. I know it's hard sometimes where no one's going to bother you for 30 seconds. I think sometimes the way to get your kid's attention is to sit down or to go in a closed room. And then all of a sudden they're like, where's my parent? <laughs> right. But just find a spot, even if it's 15 to 20 seconds, close your eyes and breathe and do that multiple times a day. And I think that's the beginning, Dr. Knight, of where we start to lessen the toxicity in the mind and in the body. Beautiful. That's awesome, man. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a, I mean, honestly, the, the time and information, um, and the wealth of 
uh, knowledge you bring. And I mean, this is transformational. It really is. And people that uh, receive this and heed the, the counsel, the direction, um, this, I can see how this can be life-changing. So uh, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Any any other pieces that you want to touch on, Gab, before um, before we're done? I know we you talked know, a little bit about uh, brain and brain inflammation. I know, I guess one thing I want you to share too is, of course, we want to make sure people know how to get access to you and to your products, um, your website. Uh, we want to make sure people know how to, to reach you. Um, I'd also like you to share a little bit about some of the blends you've created um, because there is a lot of power in the single oils. And I think uh, it's wonderful you've taught us so well with the singles because that's the easiest accessible thing for a lot of people. But one thing that's really um, that I admire and that I've been impressed with from you and your, your expertise is how you found the beautiful harmony of bringing multiple oils together and then making them so powerful in, a, in that wonderful synergistic way to where they complement um, each other so, so well and serve a phenomenal purpose too. You bet. Let's talk about three in particular in reference to mood behavior. And so I, I mentioned briefly a while ago an oil called Pure Stability. Yep. Pure Stability was an oil that we first created in 2019, in the fall of 2009, actually mid-summer 2019, I started that formulation. And the goal with that was to provide some level of reprieve or even hope for individuals who were on in that constant amygdala. And sometimes it is, I, I teach singles, or I like to teach singles, because if you understand singles, then when you get a blend, you can look at it and go, yeah, I know what this blend does, yeah. right? And I had a bunch of people I was teaching years ago that they were saying, uh, and one of my mentors taught me this. He said, if you understand the singles in a blend, you, under, you can really understand oils. But I had the same question he would get. And the question was, well, I don't have my blend on me today. I don't have pure stability. And so I just asked the question, well, what oils do you have? They said, well, I have Clementine, I have Litsia, I have Neroli, I have, I said, are those not in pure stability? And they said, yes, they are. <laughs> I said, begin by using one of those. And the process of how we make a blend is I look at a primary effect that I want to happen. And then I take into account the sub effects, right? So for example, with pure stability, that was built to be a grounding blend. The reason, again, part of the reason it came about is I wanted to use oils that people couldn't tell me that oil's too expensive to use it. I wanted to do what I wanted to do because I knew it worked. Yeah. So that's why we created So Pure Stability was originally created specifically for feelings of anxiousness, overwhelm, which that doesn't happen in our world these days, right? Um, and that was the idea behind it. But what I also noticed was it's a heavy oil. And so what I found was it, I wanted people to have a lighter option. And then I also noticed a lot of the challenges that at least women in particular were experiencing was not so much anxiousness due to mood, just mood as a whole. It was hormonal issues. Mm -hmm. 
So the three that we have a lot is peer stability is one specific to grounding and anxiousness. And one we just created called Peer Embrace, which is called a girl's best friend blend. Nice. And that is very specific to the cycle. Okay. Very specific to those times of the month where it could be cramping. It could be um, just the moment in the cycle where mood is really coming up and down, up and down, up and down. And we want to provide some level of normalization for mood. And so that one is quickly becoming a bestseller. And then the one that people are really gravitating to, Peer Stability has, has consistently been in the top two when it comes to sales in our world. One that's starting to overtake it because it's just wonderful. It's called Pure Happy, nice, right? And it's called a Good Day Blend. And it's light. It, it's a combination of lemon, lime, peppermint, and then something that some of you never, never, maybe never heard of, which is balsam of Peru, which is creates a vanilla aspect. And so that one was built because I don't know about you, Dr. Jeff, but sometimes maybe at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, your brain's like, okay, I, I need, I need a little uplift here. Right. Sure. <laughs> and so that is where pure happy came. So, and we had practitioners asking because we get a, a gamut of questions, right? We get a gamut of questions throughout each week of, okay, this is one that will help bring them down to a level where they, they feel they function more effectively mentally. This one we need to up. So pure happy was, hey, let's stimulate. Pure stability was, let's calm it. And pure embrace was, let's uh, aid that hormone system and support it as best we can, right? Super cool. So yeah, so immune, all sorts of different things. But when we create a blend, we're looking at primary body system and then subsystems that it can affect. Right, yep. awesome. Yeah, no, I, I know a favorite in our office um, is the pure defense. Uh, yeah. the immune support. Um, of course, with it being summer month, uh, we're not seeing people grabbing that one as quickly as when it comes to that cold and flu season. Sure. But, um, yeah, that's incredible. Um, I'm excited to, exp I haven't experimented with the pure happy um, and uh, the girl's best friend. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I need to, need to share that with some people um, in the office as well, as well as sure. at home. I know, uh, that's always a, a challenge for a lot of women, right? Just sure. the imbalances that can happen from that. Funny thing, Dr. Knight, is the first testimonial we got in reference to Pure Embrace was actually from a guy. Oh, that's so. Funny. I remember you I, telling me about that. It was so funny. So we sent it to different people across the United States to have them try it as our prototype. And, and this lady writes back, she said, hey, it wasn't, I wasn't really cycling and having any challenges at that point. So but my husband wasn't sleeping. So I tested him on one of the other blends, Pure Focus. It didn't really, wasn't the one for him. But then I tested him on Pure Embrace and it was like lights out. This is the one that you need. Nice. I was like, okay. So she put it on the bottom of his feet, boom, he went to sleep. And I was like, hmm. she sent me a testimony that said, testimonial that said, it's been three weeks. We stopped using it for two days to see what happened. He stopped sleeping. Hmm. So they started using it again. now. Again, every system is different. When we right. talk about Pure Embrace, it's a girl's best friend blend, but hormones, we all have hormones, friends, yeah. right? And so some of these can be can be used differently. I, I, yeah. I agree. And, and there's supplements. There's been supplements that I've used before that have been more, quote unquote, for the female or the male. Um, but really, you can cross, cross those over because there's times where 
you know, some, a male might need a little more help with his estrogen and a female might need a little more help with testosterone. And, and, you know, and so, I mean, it, we all have those hormones. Um, right. and so it just depends on the individual and what's going on for sure. And I think that's where we remember this concept that an essential oil is a messenger, right? And it's just trying to create better communication, right? Maybe that man's body just need a little help in the communication aspect, as opposed to an oil is not necessarily going to create that hormone. It's just going to help in reference to that communication to allow it to happen. Yeah. Cool. Vet. Um, so how do they find you, Gavin? Um, how do they find restore hope oils? What can they do, um, in order to order? Um, do you consult? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm, I would, I just want people to know that they can get what they need from you. And if there's, um, any insight you can provide for people to be able to really take advantage of the wonderful products you offer. Yeah, you bet. Well, thank you. Restorehopeoils.com is our website. Okay. You can reach out to us there. Uh, if it is a practitioner that's listening and they're interested in, in offering a product, they can fill out the wholesale application. We'll get back to them in reference to that. Uh, from an individual standpoint, we're, we're going to create a coupon. So uh, just the coupon will be Dr. Jeff. And with that coupon, you get 10% off of anything on the site. When you come to that site, if there's something you want, we have a lot of different single oils and continue to expand in reference to our blends, we don't create a blend unless there's a very specific purpose, right? We don't just create just to create. We want to make sure it's fulfilling a need and there's value for clients, either that you're working with or just individuals as a whole. So if they would like to consult, yeah, just send us an email, contact us and send us an email. And I'll get back to you personally. If you're saying, hey, Gavin, maybe I would like just some understanding of essential oils better. This is possibly our situation. and and I mean, you right. and I will work together with individuals like that if, sure. if that's a desire. And so you bet those options are all open as we continue to grow in, in that. So cool. You bet. Thank you so much, Gavin. 10%. That is very generous. I appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope our listeners really do take advantage of that opportunity. And, and um, really, you know, this has been a joy. Uh, I've learned a lot. I appreciate you uh, teaching and uh, just the passion you have behind it. And of course, uh, the purpose behind it as well. Um, definitely changing lives. So thanks so much, Gavin. Um, again, thank you for joining the World of Autism podcast. Um, Dr. Knight with Gavin Poulton. Phenomenal um, episode. Just, just diving into the essential oils. So please uh, share this with your friends, family. And, um, you know, let us know if there's any other topics you'd be interested in, in learning about. So have a wonderful day and we will catch you next time. Thanks. <laughs>